Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Brewer fans, welcome to the Brewers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for not only them diehard baseball fans, but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer. My name's Tyler, aka T-Plush, your host for the show. I'm a contributor at Reviewing the Brew, co-founder of the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, and can be found on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. As always, I am joined with my good buddy, Trevor, a.k.a. Sunshine Bender, who is a host of the Packers Trilogy podcast, so make sure you find him on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor, and follow our podcast at twi- or at Trilogy underscore pod, where we tweet out all our content about the Bucks, Brewers, and Packers. So, today we got a couple talking points. We're going to talk about the signing of Eric Yardley. Uh, we have some coaching news from the Brewers, and specific one quote I would like to focus on and then we'll dive into if the Brewers are cheaters or not because there's a lot of speculation going around in the league about not only the Brewers but the Rangers and Astros as well so before we get all to all that Trevor how are you doing today well I am doing pretty good it's kind of a slow week for us for Wisconsin sports fans the Bucks only had two games this week Packers on a bye we did get to see the Badgers football team win but overall it's just kind of a slow week and a slow weekend for Wisconsin sports but other than that can't complain I had a pretty good weekend yeah this whole Packers not playing thing is throwing my entire weekend off it's it feels like the off season for the NFL all over again which is just such a long drought and boring but it's good to know the Packers will be back next week and they're going to be competitive in the second half stretch of the season, uh, especially seeing how the Vikings somehow won today, coming back from 20. So it's going to be a tight division race in that regard. That was so frustrating. I know. I agree. Broncos, you had one job. <laughs> they blew it. Mm-hmm. Well, they're trying to tank for the draft too, you know, so they got to do what they got to do. But today we are here to talk a little Brewers baseball. So we're going to get into the big free agent signing of Eric Yardley. Well, it's not that big of a signing, really. <laughs> uh, I mean, he brings the 40-man roster up to 33 now. For those of you who don't know much about him, we claimed him off waivers from the Padres. He's a 29-year-old who is a very soft thrower, but he has a funky sidearm delivery and tends to generate a lot of ground balls. So it kind of sounds like an Alex Claudio, but a right-handed pitcher. Fun fact about him, he was undrafted, so he had to work his way up the hard way through the ranks, but he did progress fairly quickly. He was bouncing back between AAA and AA since 2016, had 2016, 2017, a lot of success. 2018, he kind of struggled, but then he bounced back last year and ended up making his MLB debut for the Padres. 
in 2019. Only threw 11 innings in the big leagues, gave up five earned runs, but you can't look too much into that. Most of his stats you're going to look at are coming from the minor leagues. So in the minors last year, he pitched 63 innings, had a 2.83 ERA, racked up 39 career saves while he's in the Padres minor league organizations. So, I mean, he's... He's always hovered around that high two to low three ERA for most seasons as well. Was never a starter. He's always been a bullpen guy. So I'm curious to what your thoughts are on him, Trevor, and uh, what you think he'll be able to bring to this bullpen if he does indeed start with the Brewers in the MLB level. I think it's interesting. I mean, in the minors, he had a pretty solid ERA. You said high twos, low threes. You can't complain about that. I think it makes a lot of sense, and getting him on the waivers makes makes a lot of sense because it sounds like the Padres DFA'd him from what I'm reading, and so then the Brewers were able to claim him off waivers, so I think it makes a lot of sense. It is interesting, his delivery. Like If you just look at a picture of mid-pitch for him, so his back leg that's on the rubber, he, he somehow almost has his knee on the ground as he's pitching. Like, it looks wild. Like, if you just, this one picture I am seeing, and I see it, like, on all the articles about him on Twitter. Well, I guess not all of them, but some of them. And it is, his form is just wild. I can't even, he basically looks like Consolation that they say is a human, but doesn't really look like a human. That's what he looks like when he's pitching. Wow. And you always judge me for my comparisons. <laughs> that might be a new, <laughs> that might top all of them. <laughs> I, I don't know for sure because I'm not all up on my astronomy, but I think the picture I'm looking at, he kind of looks like Orion. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I, I don't know stars at all. I couldn't even point out the Big Dipper. That's disappointing, Tyler. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm looking up a... Orion has a bow, but he basically looks like Orion, except his back leg is on the ground. Like I said, his knee's on the ground. But he basically—that's what he looks like. I'll—I'll I'll take your word for it. But <laughs> <laughs> in terms of a, a baseball sense, I think it's really weird because it's like the opposite of what you put in the bullpen. Like usually it's your high-velocity guys, and now you know if Alex Claudio gets tendered another contract, we'll have two guys who barely, barely touch ninety. So that's kind of a, quite the contrast in styles. If the, when the Brewers go deep in their bullpen, you know, if you see Freddie Fastball, if he's in the bullpen pitching 96, 98 up in that range, and then all of a sudden here comes Yardley and barely breaks 90. Like <laughs> that's quite a difference. Obviously, it's good when he's a ground ball generator, but I think that's kind of what the Brewers are going for to try and mix up those max velocities as much as you can. Because whatever you can do to keep the hitters off balance, I mean, that's that's what you got to do. So I think that's where they were going with this one. That could be a very good move. Just imagine how much harder Josh Hader would be able to hit after this guy is right in before him. Like imagine how hard that is for those pitchers or those hitters, excuse me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, but Eric Yardley, pretty much a low risk, high reward signing for the Brewers. So I mean, it's a typical small market move, and hopefully this one pays off for David Stearns because we still have seven roster spots to to fill, and there's a lot of Rule 5 players who need uh, protection yet, so a lot of interesting moves to come up here uh, for the Brewers. 
Some moves they did make already were on the coaching staff. So going over to first base coach now is Jason Lane. He was previously the assistant hitting coach for the last four seasons, which now means that infield instruction will be handled by Pat Murphy and Craig Council, according to Adam McKelvey on Twitter. And then, of course, Andy Haynes remains the top dog in terms of hitting coach. But uh, Jason Lane, when kind of asked about the new position and things he's looking forward to doing, he obviously mentioned, like, oh, it's good to, you know, get to work with Yelich and Hayera and all these hitters. But he also mentioned Orlando Arcia. And his direct quote was, I think there's a star in there, an all-star. So I don't know about you, Trevor. I... I'm a little skeptical. I would like to be proved wrong, but do you think there's any chance that Orlando Arcia will be an all-star, even if it's just once in his career? So before I get to that question, I think this means that the Brewers are going to tender him because he is arbitration eligible. So I think that quote kind of makes that more set in stone. You know, I think most people figured that's what they would do just because he's still not going to be making a ton of money. But I think that kind of cements that, at least for me. I'm guessing that's what's going to happen. In terms of him being an all-star, look, Orlando Arcia has not proven much to us, especially at the plate. But I think there's potential there. You know, he he really he's a streaky hitter, but it just seems like his bad streaks are longer than his good ones. Like, if you look at last postseason, he was a great hitter in the postseason. So if they can just get him consistent and maybe not at the level he was during the postseason run, but something close to that, I think I think he could be an all-star, especially if they get him up in the order a little bit more. Maybe he's batting sixth instead of eighth consistently, and then he's got guys on base in front of him, gets chances for RBIs, you know, those types of things. I think there could be a chance. I don't think it's a high likelihood, but if, like I said, if they can get him consistent, I definitely think that there is a a good chance that he does it. It's just getting him consistent, I think, is going to be a challenge. I think the best chance he has of ever making an all-star team is he's got a little pop in his bat. I mean, 16 home runs last year was a new high for him. So if he has a good first half of the season, hits, heck, even if he hits 12 14, 15 and in the first half and can hit somewhere near like 280, 290. I don't I wouldn't expect him to do that for a full season, but with how competitive the Brewers have been, usually, you know, better teams get more players into the All-Star game. So, I think that's his best chance. Um in terms of the batting lineup, yeah. I don't know. If he goes up, yeah, in like six, sure, he'll get a few more RBIs. But I think the power numbers and just increasing the average a little bit will go a long ways for him. Um, Because we know the glove is there, at least when we want him to be, or he wants it to be. But this this topic kind of got me thinking, like, there's always that long history of like, oh, Brewers let go of shortstops, and then they go on to be all-stars, and... I think I think you're right when you said this quote kind of solidifies that they are going to tender Arcia and pick him up. So I looked at all the guys, all the shortstops that Brewers have let go. So Gene Segura is the first one that came to mind. He was an all-star with the Brewers in 2013, obviously left, and he's been an all-star one year since leaving the Brewers, and that was in 2018 with Seattle. You go all the way back to the days of J.J. Hardy. He was an all-star with the Brewers in 2007, 
And then when he left the Brewers, he was a one-time All-Star with the Orioles in 2013. Elcidas Escobar gets brought up a lot. He was traded away in that Zach Granke trade. He was only an All-Star one time with the Royals, and that was in 2015. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure that was the year that the Royals had, like, their entire team made the All-Star game. <laughs> so I don't know how much that one counts because he still was never a tremendous hitter uh, by any means. And then Jonathan VR was a shortstop, kind of played a lot more second base by the time the Brewers traded him, but he's never been an all-star yet either. So there's history to support it both ways, but I think the important thing for me is I'm not expecting Orlando Arcia to be an all-star every single year. Maybe once. That's about all I'll give him. And after that, I don't know. So I'd be happy with one. I don't know about you. <laughs> And at this point, I think as Brewer fans, if you get one all-star season from Orlando Arce, you have to be happy because he has not shown anything close to all-star level. So if he gets there even just once, that has to be a success, I think. I mean, he's still a young kid, but we haven't seen enough out of him to expect any more than that at this point. And hopefully that season he puts it together is obviously when we still have prime Christian Yelich. So uh, anything we can do to maximize our chances to to make it to the World Series and win it um, would be great. But speaking of people who like to be tryhards and make it to the World Series, uh, the Brewers have been accused of cheating along with the Astros and the Rangers. So sign stealing is not anything new in baseball, but... These three teams I just mentioned have been mentioned for doing it through like extra hidden cameras. So they call it electronic stealing of signs. Apparently this has been going on for quite a while. Um, Mike Fires went on record uh, a couple weeks ago. He's the one who kind of got this all started. Of course, he was the former Brewers pitcher um, from 2011 to 2015. But he's, he went on the record and said the Astros did it in 2017. So that's what got this all started. A MLB reporter, uh, Jeff Jones, tweeted out that throughout all the talks with coaches, players, he was the one who then reported out that the Rangers and Brewers were two other teams who teams always said they thought were doing it. And then, of course, our 90-mile rival Cubs uh, went out and said that they always deploy multiple signs against Milwaukee, even with the bases empty. So the Cubs have been skeptical of the Brewers doing it for lots of years i don't know trevor what are your thoughts on this whole sign stealing it's bullshit (laughs) because so the thing that i know obviously we're a brewers podcast so i am not i am completely biased on this but the videos that i've seen of them trying to show it happening when yelich is at bat i just i don't see it they say it I think it's the Brewers are up against you, Darvish, and they say that Yelich has his eyes on Darvish, and then all of a sudden he looks to left center, I think, and sees the sign, and then from there looks back at the pitcher. And they zoom in on his eyes, and I don't see his eyes move once. I I do not see what they're seeing at all. I don't see it. I Maybe it's happening, but I... I have not seen anything from the videos that I have watched to actually notice anything. So I don't think it's legit at this point. 
I just haven't seen anything that makes me believe that it was happening. Um, and as a Brewer fan, I am going to believe that until they prove me prove me wrong. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. And I don't see anything with those videos either. I mean, Christian Yelich had a nice burn on you, Darvish, on Twitter, who... I don't. Supposedly, he wasn't saying the Brewers were cheating. You Darvish, anyway. But it kind of sounded like he was. I don't know. I haven't read into all of what you Darvish exactly tweeted out because you gotta like encrypt his Chinese symbols and shit. So I'm not about to do that. Uh, but Christian Yelich retweeted him and said, "Hey," basically said, "Hey, nobody needs help hitting off of you," <laughs> which is very savage, like um, of Christian Yelich to do. But the, when I think about it too, like. If the Brewers have been doing this for years, that most likely means, okay, maybe they're doing it, or say, around the time Mike Fires was at the end of his career in Milwaukee, so think 2015. The Brewers have been doing it for that long? That doesn't make sense. We were trying to rebuild at that point. Why would we have any interest in trying to seal signs when we don't want to win games <laughs> um, for that little brief period uh, where the Brewers are in full rebuild, because <laughs> it didn't last very long, but it just doesn't make sense, and... I don't know. I'm I'm with you. Until there's hard evidence, I'm not going to buy it. I mean, do I think the Brewers maybe steal signs in the way all the other teams in the MLB do, like relaying, uh, watching the catcher? Yeah, sure. But to go out and use cameras that are hidden, nah, it, I'm not buying that at all. All right, Trevor, do you have anything else on the Brewers that you wanted to touch on today at all? Well, since we've been talking... I'm kind of getting a little bit more excited about Eric Yardley, looking at some more of his numbers, which obviously we don't know what's going to happen. And especially in Miller Park, being a control pitcher, you need you need to be on in order to be successful. But him being a sinker baller, and especially from his wonky delivery, I think that's going to help him. And obviously he needs to keep the balls on the ground. Otherwise he is going to be hurting, especially in Miller Park and with the juiced balls and all of that. I think it's just going to be, it's going to be tough for him if he doesn't keep the ball down and keep it on the ground. But I, I am excited about what he could do because in 2018, he had some good numbers, 283 and AAA, I believe. And then like, it was a low two for his short stint in the MLB. So that's it's just exciting, and hopefully we can see him be at that level with the Brewers um, this coming year. All right, perfect. Eric Yardley is going to be the uh, unsung hero of the Brewers season. That's what I'm getting out of what you're saying. <laughs> so hopefully yep, that comes exactly. true. <laughs> if not, you're fired as my co-host. Well, well, then the views are going to go down the tank. Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> I'll, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to think of a backup plan. Yeah, Scott won't help you with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scott will not help, but <laughs> I'll try and help you out. Make sure you guys are checking out all of our other podcasts. Trevor hosts the Packers Trilogy podcast. We always have a preview pod and then a instant reaction pod for all the games, so check those out. We have the Bucks Trilogy podcast coming out a little bit more randomly, but I was trying to recap you uh, what's going on with the Milwaukee Bucks. And in case you haven't done it already, we do have a giveaway going on currently still. Make sure you check out our pin tweet at Trilogy underscore pod for a chance to win a free Giannis jersey. 
But until next time, we'll see you later, Brewer fans. Go crew.